Thank you for downloading this Brum Radio podcast. For more podcasts, visit brumradio.com. Hello, 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 2023. We are back. We are so excited. We've had a lovely break. We're refreshed. We're positive and we're ready to go, aren't we, Soph? 2023 is gonna be epic it's our year it's our year it's the year of the fashionemics we say it every year but it's our year no no this is different there's a different vibe it is it is there's an unexplainable fashionemic vibe there is i agree it's abundant it's exciting it's prosperous oh it's oh i'm just feeling 2023 yeah i'm feeling great feeling ambitious and we're ready to go we're gonna hit the ground running i feel like we've got our setup sorted our lives have settled down somewhat thank goodness and we are ready to put all our energy into this yeah it's been it's been last year we've had a very successful year both of us individually in you know your house extension your wedding your new job my new job and my travel and this did go on the back burner a little bit and it's something that we're so passionate about so like me and Laura and, and the lovely hidden fashionemic um PP producer Pete in the background we've been really having a, a cracking conversation over the Christmas period haven't we about right okay right 2023 it's our year this is the year where you know this is We've got so much potential here. We have such lovely comments and reviews and feedback from those that listen. We want to take this global. We and you as part of us and part of our journey and our followers want this podcast to be, here we go, number one for fashion and beauty in the UK by the end of 2023. We're saying it here. We're saying it right here, right now. It's out there now to our listeners. Well, we've already got to number three. Yes, we did last year. We've been at number three, so we can we, we can do it. It's not out of our reach. We've just got to keep pushing it. And we were already interviewed, weren't we, by the Northamptonshire Chronicles and Echo over Christmas. Yes. So that's really exciting. So we're just getting lots and lots of PR, lots of exciting things come in. We are aiming for that number one spot. So... Please stick with us. And we are so excited. We've got a really positive, positive podcast coming up. So keep listening. We have. We have. We're both feeling really great. We've both set our goals for the new year. So this being a joint one yeah. um, that we're really both passionate about. We want to work with fashion brands. We want to interview guests and guest specials. Um, this podcast now will be consistent. Every two weeks, you will get this podcast. Um, you know, we, like Laura said at the start, we've set ourselves up now. We've got everything that we need in place to make this amazing. And yeah, we're going to bring all the content to you. I, I just want to mention on the topic of positivity and setting goals I hope you guys are all setting your goals and feeling really positive about the new year as well I actually I think I've mentioned before I'm a big follower of Francesca Amber Um, she has a podcast called the law of attraction changed my life I know Laura listens to to bits of it as well I always send her ones that I think will be really relevant I'm part of her book club it's like a patreon book club I read books with her she does like this thing where she reads the books every month with her with her listeners and then last night she did a new year's eve goal setting party um and you just pay and she does facebook live and she goes through it with you all but it's really lovely last night actually because um, a couple of my friends do it 
um, as well. So shout out to Emma, shout out to Shauna, shout out to Tracy and Amy. We all got together last night and sat and did Fans Live and did the New, New Year goal setting party. So, I mean, I take it to the match. You know what I'm like. I'm, I'm going big or go home. I know Laura's got a vision board. Yeah, I'm ready to go So make sure you take some time out hold yourself accountable write things down i just think it's absolutely amazing like otherwise you just yeah, get on life but have some goals big or small yeah I don't think it's about like the whole new year's resolution of like new year new me like no. gotta lose weight gotta go to the gym eight times a week whatever it is you know it's None of actually that. things that you want to achieve you are looking forward to and I think by giving yourself goals it gives you stuff to look forward to and to work towards and also to get excited about like putting together my vision board I'm like it's actually things that aren't impossible. They're not out of my reach. I just have to work hard to get them. And that's what I'm going to do. Absolutely. And she was talking a lot last night about um, the season of your life. Um, and like I, I was reflecting, she just a little bit of reflection on last year. And I thought, you know what? Like last year's season of our lives for both of us and probably even the year before was about change yeah. and adjustment and like new adventures. And so this year is a bit more about kind of aiming for things that we want. Hence, we like, you know, this the podcast is going to be a big priority for both of us this year. So just, yeah, I mean, I, I will always shout out Francesca Amber, she's fantastic. But find your little community find those positive people to be around set your goals write them down be accountable we've put it out there now to you but we need you this is my new year's um ask request so keep listening keep with us keep feeding back keep suggesting things keep reviewing sharing it with your friends that you think would really like it tell us when you love it you know you you are on this journey with us and we can't do it without you so we really do appreciate everyone that downloads that subscribes that writes us a comment or you know feeds back on our instagram um please keep doing it um it really does make us happy gratitude 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 all around um yeah let's make this year amazing for the fashionemics and the fashionemics community right then stove what have we got on today tell me our hot topics in the know the first in the know of 2023 um first a little couple of topics are i say small because it's big news but we're not gonna spend too much time on them um but just a couple of like major fashion announcements that have obviously happened over the christmas period or new year period first of all um a huge RIP, rest in peace to Dame Vivian Westwood. Aww. We got that. Was it Christmas? Was it Boxing Day? I can't remember now. I think it was Boxing Day. Maybe the 27th, 28th? I remember now. This is so bad of us. Sorry, Viv. Oh, Dame. Dame, Dame. Vivian Westwood. She's a dame. She is a dame. And yeah, I mean, a huge fashion icon. She's, you know, her very, very well known and famous for her punk rock, new romantic era, the checks, the punkiness just a real british icon yeah i mean she changed fashion didn't she absolutely yeah she absolutely changed fashion and i'll always remember her for um the sex and the city when carrie bradshaw got married in the dress oh delicious when vivian hand wrote the little notes also i remember working on the third floor in selfridges was it the fourth floor anyway the luxury floor 
And um, mm-hmm. there used to be a Vivian Westwood like stand. And I remember like always just lusting over like the skirts, like the draped dresses and skirts and being like, oh my God, one day. And they went into the Boxing Day sale and I was working and I got one for like 40 quid from like 300 quid. And I remember just feeling like the absolute, you know, I was like, yes. Tits. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I felt like I am the tits. And then my best friend bought me Vivian Westwood earrings for my 21st. And I just adored her. I adored like how different she was. And I think it's a real shame now that if we think about fashion icons, like really, are we ever going to see people like that again? If you think about McQueen, Carl Lagerfeld, Coco Chanel, Vivian Westwood, I just don't think we get fashion designers like that anymore. And I was watching the Elvis Presley film last night and I was actually thinking, you don't really get like iconic singers like you used to. If you think about like Prince, Freddie Mercury, Elvis, Elton, like I can't think of any people that are really, maybe Harry Styles, but I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's strange. I think like eras and cultures. Like are we losing icons? Yeah. Yeah, that's a a whole other topic, isn't it? That's quite interesting. And I know what you mean, especially in the designer field, because now you like you used to like see the face with the designer and everyone would know Mm. who that person was and it would normally obviously be the face of the brand I suppose like obviously people pass away and then other people become creative directors of that brand and the brand's legacy li- lives on and and their face isn't so much the face the physical face of the brand anymore mm. so maybe it's it's, it's, it's more of that but um yeah I've never owned anything Vivian Westwood it is sad it was it was a bit of a shock but I didn't I didn't realize how old she was yeah like, wow 81 what an absolute legend. That's it. She was a legend. She was an absolute iconic legend. So, yeah, very, very sad. Very sad. What was our next bit of goss? What was our next bit of news? Good old Ben Francis. Tell us about that one. Oh, congratulations to the CEO of um, Gymshark, you know, a, a brand that we are all very familiar that we've mentioned many a times on the podcast. Really proud as well because we're both from the Midlands and obviously um, Gymshark are. It is a Midlands-based brand in Solihull, locally to us. Um, and, yeah, he has uh, received an MBE. I mean, I'm not surprised. He's incredible. Absolutely. And I saw um, on his Instagram the, like, screenshot of, like, the newspaper. I think it might have been, like, the Telegraph or something like that. And the the title ar- around um, how he used to work in his parents' garage. And now he's, like, yeah. this huge... There we go. I've got it, I've got it up. Jim Shot founder who launched 1.25 billion empire in parents' uh, garage is awarded an MBA. He's 30 years old. What a legend. What an aspirational guy. I would love him to like write, I want him to write a book. I need to tell him, Ben, can you please write a book? Because I am, (laughs) one of my other things for 2023 is I want to read books of like successful people. And I think he would be a great person. He's just had twins, so I don't know how he's going to have time to write a book. I mean, <laughs> I just don't even know how he has time to do anything. That, that is true. He's just he's just so inspiring. I know, yeah. And, oh, yes, another congratulations. He is. And, uh, yeah, again, another huge congratulations to him and his wife, Robin. Two baby boys over the Christmas period, twins. So, I mean. Wow. What a handful. I mean. Oh, maybe, maybe he'll release a line next called Baby Shark. <laughs> <gasps> Can we please copyright that? What do we need to do? Patent it. Baby shark. Oh, God, that's brilliant. Wouldn't that be adorable, though? A little little baby shark range for his little sharks. 
cute oh my god that is so <laughs> cute so cute so yeah so um rest in peace vivian and also a massive congratulations to ben and ben and robin his wife for the birth of their children so oh that's what a lovely positive i mean obviously a very sad loss to the industry but to reflect on um vivian and what she brought to the industry and then to just give some congrats to some real you know a real leader in the fashion industry is just yeah just amazing the next person that i want to get an mba is um adam frisbee uh, founder of in the style he is just epic and he's done so much for me in terms of like uh, women and sizing and like the real women, he's done a lot for charity too. Oh, they do love him. Oh my god, I love Adam and I love his boyfriend Jamie Corbett. I follow them. Beyonce. Oh yeah, they're, they're engaged. Aren't they getting married this? I think it is this year. I think it could be this year. Yeah. Oh my god, I just find them so funny mm. and likable. I mean, I think we've spoken about this before about like humanizing the brands. And yeah, Adam always like really listens to people on instagram and always really like responds to people's needs um like they've launched this fits collection haven't they and it's yeah like the fitted basics that are like supportive and they just sell out like mad and i just love it you know he's got like a really aspirational lifestyle and obviously live there in dubai at the moment living the dream um but what i love is he's like he really responds and gets his quick consumer and the things that he puts on instagram about people and like the cost of living and uh, and giving out discount codes and like supporting i just i just think he really hears the audience and i just think he's, he's put, given so much to the fashion industry um and um and to women and to bodies and i think his his story is quite similar to ben's in the fact that it like is. he i think he came out of school with like no gcse qualifications i think his i think his gram his grandma bought him up as well so um yeah he's got he should write a book what a legend Adam frisbury should write a book and jamie can you just can you just can, Carry on entertaining yeah. me because I fully <laughs> love the reels. They they really crack me up. There was one a couple a couple of months back where I don't know how, but like an alpaca must have escaped from like a local like farm or something because they put this video up. I would die to see yeah. the footage again of this alpaca running around the front of their garden and Jamie Amazing. chasing it. <laughs> Amazing, <laughs> literally. They just show yeah. like a real normal side yeah. to their lives, and they're they're, you know, they're flying near them and everywhere. But going off on a tangent, you know. But inspirational people, I'm all about it. Look how positive we are. I know, I love this for us. Begin everyone up. I love it. Um. So yeah, there's those two little um things. And actually, my note about um Ben, uh, uh, sorry Ben, not, uh, um Adam, really connecting with his customers and thinking about the cost of living crisis and all those things. We are going to talk about the cost of living crisis today, but we are going to talk about what fashion brands are doing for the good of the cost of living crisis. And I saw a really interesting article. I think it was on the business of fashion. Um, It was over the Christmas period and it was about Calvin Klein. I sent it to Laura and I thought, oh, this is so interesting. Because if I think about Calvin Klein, I think about men's boxers and I think about um, aftershave, but like actually quite affordable aftershave like a you know a bottle for 20 quid a bottle for 30 quid and they have spoken to i'm sure it's business of fashion apologies if it's not they spoke to business of fashion about their new um strategy and actually even though they didn't say it was because of the cost of living crisis it makes sense they basically have said that they are going back to product focused as opposed to an aspirational focus so as a designer brand they are instead of it you know it looking so aspirational and so far out of reach and you you buy this bag or this shirt or these shoes and you get this aspirational lifestyle with it it's not it's stripping all of that back and saying this is what we offer these are our products and I just thought how interesting is that 
I completely agree. I think it's the right thing to do. If you think about even not just clothing retail, but food retail, you think about the successful brands, it's Aldi. They're not paying for all the incredible VM and, you know, putting all that money into that kind of like experience. It is, this is what you get. It's on the shelves. It's still in the, um, is it called an SDU? The wooden, uh, no wooden, the cardboard like packaging boxes. Like it's just, you just go in and that's why they get their prices down. And one thing that I really, really hope, and I know I always say that I badger on about how much I hate perfume adverts. I hope perfume companies or brands will start to reconsider how to market perfume. So I think that the fact that they're doing this shows they're tapping into consumer needs and we don't need a big glamorous story about how these two people fell in love and were separated, but they got together, back together because of a smell or, you know, any of that stuff. It is, this is our product and the quality should speak for itself. And that's what I like. Yeah, I love it. And it really just might reflect on the successful retailers. Um, And it is retailers that respond to consumer needs, respond to consumer price points and and wants around price. And, you know, if you think about B&M, oh, I love B&M. You go in there, they've got all the brands and it's just about a product. It's about product, it's about price. It's not overcomplicated. The shame from shopping with value retailers has dropped. And I think it's the same with like the Primarchs of this world. You know I love Primark, I absolutely love it. But it's about needs. I think people are shifting back towards what we actually need at the moment and not what we want. Um, and I think that, you know, that is exactly what Calvin Klein are doing. But also, what is interesting is... It's been in the press, it's been in the news, it's been in trends forecasting that we want experiences in store. We want that. But actually, if we think about the stores that are super successful, it's not necessarily about the experiences. And remember when Primark um, in Birmingham opened up and it was the biggest Primark in Europe and they had like a Mickey Mouse cafe, they had the salons, all those things. And they actually converted it back to 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 clothing space, didn't they? Because it just didn't work and it wasn't what the customer wanted. So it's interesting to see whether that experience, is it in the luxury retail sector or is it not actually required at all? Do you know what I mean? I don't think it is. Like, I've, to be honest, I've never really got experiential retail. It's never been yeah. my bag. Like, I just, if, if I'm going to Primark or I'm going to wherever, I'm going in to get what I want. I sh- I feel like I have the same shopping habits and ways of like, routine or, or whatever when I'm online as I am in store. Interesting. I know what I want. I go in looking for what I'm looking in. So like if I know what I want, I'll search it, I'll find it, put it in my basket and buy it. Yeah, I don't. So what I don't so I don't ever I don't and people say you get experience online, you don't. Like so why why would it be in store? Look how successful IKEA is. You walk around and it is an experience and you go in the different kitchens, the different bedroom setups, and you might end up buying things that you don't normally get. I am a marketeer's dream. I fall for all of that shit. (laughs) I love it. And if I go into H&M Home and you've got all those lovely cushions and you've got the dark walls and the tables are like all set up, I'm all for it. I'll take one of everything, thanks very much, in my basket. But <laughs> if I go into Primark, yeah, I'm going into it. Yeah, I think it depends. And IKEA are known for that. That's that's always yeah. what they've done before experiential retail has been trendy True. and cool. Like, 
that's that's at the core of what IKEA is. True. Uh, so I just think it depends where you shop and what you're shopping for. I think the look. I think there'll always be a need for it in luxury. I mean, imagine imagine being that rich that you just walk into wherever and buy something and leave. Tap your card, gone. <laughs> First for me, I'd want the whole shebang. Oh yeah, I'd want the fizz. Give me the fizz. Give me a little like corner to like you know my own little corner try. Give give me a personal shopper. I want it all because I'm paying the big bucks. I need to tell you. Oh, God. I need to tell you about, um, I think you know about this anyway, the, the Tiffany bracelet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we can laugh about it now. So my, my friend Emma, again, that's your second shout out, and, and Shauna and my friend Phoebe, we were babysitting. No one should ever ask me to babysit ever again because... Please don't. Don't do it. A small child got hold of a Tiffany bracelet, which had to be repaired while my friend was on honeymoon. It's a sentimental piece of jewellery. But that's the backstory. So, yeah, anyone that's listening, never ask me to look after a child um me and Shauna had to go and we sat like in Tiffany in Birmingham in Selfridges and when I say I looked rough I looked rough me and Shauna were like in our hoodies and our hair (laughs) and I mean my spots are horrendous now thank god it's just an audio uh, recording um and I sat and the woman bless her she was so so good and we were so stressed about getting this bracelet uh, mended before she came back and she just went would you girls like some fees? Yes. <laughs> and she brought out these beautiful Tiffany glasses and I have to put the photo on the fashion gimmicks. Um, and we'd been so stressed about this bracelet, like, and she, this Prosecco, oh my, oh my good God, it wasn't Prosecco, I don't know, it was champagne. It was the most beautiful champagne. And being sure that literally, like, she walked off to get our drinks and we just pissed ourselves because we were like, we were in this absolute mess. We looked like tramps and we sat in Tiffany drinking Tiffany champagne. <laughs> what a moment in my life. I will never, I will never forget you calling me and being like, hi, Law, um, <laughs> what would you do if a child swallowed some beads? Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh, God, what has happened? But all sorted. But shout out to Supermom. Supermom Phoebe was like, Send me a picture next to your fingernail. How big are the beads? And they were they're te- they were teeny tiny. She's like, are they bigger than sweet corn? And I was like, absolutely not. She's like, don't you worry about it. I was like, yes, Phoebe, super is... legend. Oh, I... oh yeah, yeah. She's a chiller. She's a chiller. <laughs> bad memories. Bad memories of 2022. <laughs> we're not taking any of that negativity into the new year. So no, we are. Not. Well done. It's done. Dusted. Yeah. So, yeah, so I don't know how we got from Calvin Klein products to babies swallowing Tiffany bracelets, but there we are. That's what we always do in our little tangent. Imagine if you got given a bottle of fizz if you went into B&M. Imagine if they just said, do you want a glass of fizz, love? Do you want a glass of fizz, Bab? Oh, my God, yes. Do you walk on round? Bab, oh, my God. It reminds me of when I did um, my half marathon a couple of years ago, right in Stafford, I did Stafford half marathon, and I think about um, – how many at about eight miles so just over half way there was there's um, a house in Stafford when they put a little table out and they put um glasses of wine and beer <laughs> out Love on the table that. so I just grabbed just grabbed a little beer as I was doing my half marathon just made me laugh um that would give me an incentive to run yeah I'd be like come on it would only be the only incentive to run yeah I'm not a runner I won't be doing one of those again this year <laughs> What else have we got? So, yeah, so going back to just the core product, selling the product, what people need, that would be really interesting. Because also, I'm going to go off again on a bit of a tangent, but link it to what we're saying. If brands are going to start to think about ditching this aspirational aesthetic and what's going to happen to influencers? 
that use that as part of their brand. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It's all, it's all just, I'm sorry, but it's all just a little bit of load of shit, isn't it? Because <laughs> what is real? What is real? I'm fed up of seeing these staged Instagram pictures where everything's perfect. And I look down at myself, I'm covered in twiglet crumbs. I'm in my pajamas <laughs> and I'm just like, crumbs. give it to me real. Give it to you me know? real. Yeah, you know, just, you know, the perfect Christmas table set up and all that stuff. Like, I think people want now more than ever relatability. Yeah, you I know? think so. And if, if a brand, if a brand like Calvin Klein is going to start, it would be really interesting to see who else follows suit. But I just do then think uh, influencers are going to have to change up how they're also relating to people for sure. Um, because it's not going to have yeah. that same link with the brands. Who's that girl that does loads for In The Style? And I mentioned her to you before she even went to In The Style. Uh, She's really funny. She's really uh, like, what is her name? Ashley someone. Oh, God. Oh, it could be Ashley, yeah. Uh, can't remember. In the, yeah. yeah, but anyway, that's what people like. Yeah. There's another person who I follow who I just absolutely love. She's called um, In The Row. Because oh. she's got three kids, Rupert, Olive, and... Victoria. Oh, maybe. Rupert, Olive, and Wally. That's it. I'm sure and that's she's Victoria just so, Watson like, name. just tells it how it is. I used to work with her when I worked in industry. Stop. In the row. Is it in the row or three in the row? In the row. Just typing it into the old gram. Is it in the fro? In the fro. That's it. Yeah, I used to work with her when she when she first started out. She's fabulous, isn't she? Obviously, she, uh, it's very much changed from when I no, first used to work. No, you're thinking. No, you're thinking of the blonde influencer, the really successful one, Victoria. I know who you mean that. That's in the fro. Yeah, no, I'm not talking about her. But yeah, I had to stop following her. The same with um, Lydia Millen. I had to stop following both of those because I just found it all too perfect. I don't know if you saw the. Um, do you follow? Do you know who Lydia Millen is? And I'm going to get absolutely. Sl- oh, I also used to work at Lydia Millen. Yes. I'm going to get absolutely slated for this, but it wasn't my view. It was just on the old TikTok. She was having like um, work done on her house, and they didn't have any hot water, so they went and spent three nights at the Savoy in London, and everybody on TikTok was like, "Sorry, cost of living crisis, and you've got no hot water, and you're going to go spend three days at the Savoy. How many?" hundreds of pounds a night and it's that whole thing isn't it it's it's the whole like perfectionism and I think some people love to watch it because they think it's you know inspiring and you know so different but I've just got to the point now where I'm like I just just want to see somebody just yeah so I think that's an interesting debate and what you said about um Lydia Millen because um I saw it over Christmas I think it was Jamie Redknapp just really randomly it came up on like my feed that Jamie Redknapp was getting slated on social media because he like um hired it in like someone to cook their Christmas dinner like a company came and cooked their Christmas dinner well that doesn't bother me so much like I'm almost like well if you've got the money and you want to do it that's fine but it's the whole showing it off on Instagram and online isn't it but I suppose they've got to create content yeah, content yeah that's, that's, they've, that's stay, true. Relate. they've got to be like in contact with their consumers haven't they so it's like where's the line makes me think though 
did the Savoy put them off? Would they have like? I don't know. Maybe actually, would they have even paid for that? Was it gifted? Was it gifted? Because I mean, honey, if my water goes off, do you take me to the Savoy? Because I'd be in the travel lodge or, or lodging at my dad's. Yeah, or, yeah. Or Lucas Nans for the night. <laughs> <laughs> but I just, I think it's, I think it's really difficult because, like you said, if you've got the money like then absolutely you hire that chef you hire that cleaner you go and stay in that hotel but I think it's about thinking about who your audience is as well and being mindful that other people but it's, it's a difficult line because I'm all about not boasting but like I'm all about like sharing successes oh, and- absolutely like, if it's my friends like I'm their biggest cheerleader like if somebody posts something a success or you know a lovely meal or they're doing something lovely I'm like yeah you go girl like this is fab yes I think that's the difference but I think there's got to be a little bit of sensitivity now maybe yeah maybe it's just because that's just not the it's so hard I see both sides I see both sides it's not the circle yeah it's not the circle that I'm in maybe because it's so out of reach that I can't connect with it maybe where I guess what's the difference between somebody mm. posting an outfit from ASOS versus somebody that's posting an outfit from Harrods? I'm going to connect better with the person posting from ASOS, but there's going to be people that will connect better with people posting from Harrods. So I guess, again, I'm just not her audience and that is it. It's difficult, isn't it? But I think like as we like grow and things in our life change, we follow like different people for different reasons, don't we? Which I love. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I love Lad Baby Mom. Oh my God. I just think she's an absolute hero. Um, I love all the stuff they've done, obviously, with Trussell Trust and raising money. I'm like, and I just, yeah, I followed her for a while. I, you know, I don't necessarily like download the songs, I don't pick up their books, I don't, I've even bought anything from uh, in the style range, anything like that. But I think she's a really nice, relatable person to follow. That looks like she's always just having a laugh and doesn't take herself too seriously. Yeah, absolutely. Um, which but again, it goes it goes back to what you're interested in and what you want to connect, mm. what you choose to connect with. I mean, if you look yeah. at people, like I said, like Lydia Millen, she's got millions of followers. So I don't know. I'm not being a negative Nancy. No, absolutely not. Uh, last topic, again, another positive. This is a find that we found um, over the period. I thought, like, we have to talk about this guy. Um, oh, yeah. So again, you know, we love we love talking about inclusivity. We absolutely love, you know, stories like this one that we're going to share now. I think this is just a lovely story for the start of the year. Some of you may have already seen it. I think this 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 guy, um, Navinda Nangla, um, started making waves kind of um, very late in the year, around November, December. So Navinda is a was, she's an alumni from Manchester Metropolitan University here in the UK. So, you know, great university, Nova Fashion. Our friend Mike is a lecturer there. Hello, Mike. We know he listens. Um, and he has kind of gone viral, hasn't he? Because um, he is dyslexic and has basically been um, working with um, lots of fashion designers, Paris Fashion Week, I know Gucci have been working with him, um, Converse have been working with him, um, and he basically all this like, really cool, Anne-Marie, yes, all just all this really cool artwork um, around kind of fashion quotes and fashion brands, but through just dis- like through dyslexia so he's like spending things wrong 
um like so it's uh, the main kind of piece has been like fashion fashion is my passion but it spells fashion f-a-s-s-i-o-n and then passion p-a-s-h-i-o-n um and he's turned this into like amazing artwork you know he's spelled gucci g double o-c-h-i and he's really i love you know so many people and you know we work with students and you know you wouldn't believe the amount of students that um are, are dyslexic like dyslexic or you know yeah. a lot of people go um undiagnosed the amount of I've, i have found in my in my history of being an academic um is that people don't have that realization till they're in like their third year mm-hmm. when they're writing their dissertations and stuff and maybe the support hasn't been there from schools and stuff i know at universities the two i've worked at that you know there's a big push for, for student support and i just think it's absolutely amazing um his work is so recognizable it's had so much praise um yeah and it's just created this really cool community um I just really want to big him up because he is a great disruptor a uh, really inspirational artist um, and so great again to see diversity and things like dyslexia really celebrated in the fashion community yeah because I think with luxury it's almost labeled as perfect and you know I think the fact that the spelling isn't, I guess, correct or perfect, it kind of gives you that little bit of relatability as well. Like he's humanized it a little bit. Does that make sense? Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. 100%. I think it's really clever. It's a really clever way to, for, to put yourself out there and say, yeah, I am dyslexic, but so what? I applaud him. I applaud him for putting himself out there and championing dyslexia. Um, We've seen a lot of celebrities like Molly King talking about her dyslexia too. So I think it's, I don't know whether people feel ashamed of being dyslexic or embarrassed or whatever it is, because you shouldn't be at all. So I think this is absolutely fantastic. And I applaud him. And, you know, he says that, um, that's what art does. It lets you be free. And I think, you know, yes, you might have this label or you might struggle with certain words or struggle with um, verbal delivery or, you know, writing. Um, so this this is just a great way of showing that, you know, it makes him feel free. It makes him feel that he's on top of the world and he can celebrate who he is. Um, so snapsies to him. With news stories like this as well, it makes me really proud to be part of like, the fashion industry to yeah. see, like, you know, especially luxury brands that strive perfectionism. for perfection mm. and a certain look. Yeah, and they are absolutely embracing this. And I think this is just a real powerful statement. You know, I wonder if we can find a stat on how many people in the UK, I mean, I know a lot of people go undiagnosed um, with dyslexia, but how many people in the UK have dyslexia? Yeah. And this is a great platform. Like, to, you know, he, he talks about in his interview on the BBC about how he, he felt uh, left out, he felt not right, he felt... Um, yeah. You know, all these things alienated is one of the words that he used in his childhood so like you know for other people that struggle because it's a lot more common than we think yeah. you know with dyslexia they can see wow what an inspiration how about you know that kind of idea of something being a flaw why does it need to be a flaw yeah absolutely why we had that talk at work about um the word disability and actually associating dis with ability like it's actually still an ability and kind of flip flip it flipping that thought and that um negative connotation around disability or or you know things like that because actually let's embrace like people's perfect imperfections yeah. i don't want to sound like just because someone has i'm trying to say it in the right way so it sounds like just because someone can't perfectly imperfect perfectly imperfect that's what i'm looking for why 
does that even need to matter? Let's take some of these these things that are labelled as flaws that shouldn't be labelled as flaws. I'm trying to say it in the, in the I correct got, yeah. way. I got it. I got it. I got it. Let's let's celebrate. Let's celebrate all these things. But yes, uh, it'd be so cool if we could speak to Navinda. We'll be tagging you, Navinda, in um in our post and in our show notes because we are really inspired by you. It'd be really cool to speak to him. So yeah, so I think a real positive first in the know for 2023. So positive. And we're both excited for what's ahead, what we're going to do this year. So, yeah, watch this space. So, as I like to know this week, we are putting the spotlight on J.W. Anderson. Um, we saw a great post about um, Harry Styles, of Harry. course. Harry Styles. Um, he did one of his, one of his gigs wearing uh, this really cool, um, you know, he loves to wear like very flamboyant stuff, doesn't it? This really cool crochet cardigan from J.W. Anderson. Um, and as you know, Harry Styles is a great person to get anything on because it's just like, whoa, kicks off. Um, but it's actually sparked a crocheting trend on TikTok um over the last few weeks which is pretty cool obviously anything that goes and and you know um and goes crazy on tiktok is is absolutely fantastic um but yeah the hashtag crocheters of tiktok has been trending um over the last few weeks and people are taking to tiktok to recreate the look recreate uh, Harry's look, giving tips, giving tricks on crocheting. I mean, it's not something I would ever do or a look. I'm, I've never been a crafty person. You're quite crafty, aren't you? You like... Oh, I love a good bit of crafting. Yeah, I love a bit of sewing, me. I would do oh a bit God. of crochet. I'm not really... I'm not really... I wouldn't be oh a knitter, God. but I definitely do a little bit of a crochet. It's like, it's all the rage now, isn't it? Yeah, I Look at Tom Daly that. with his knitting. Exactly. Good old Tom Daly with his knitting. Like loads of people have taken it on board now. But um, I'm all for it. I think it's really cute. No, yeah. I saw one TikTok of this girl and she was like, oh, I'm crocheting my best friend Harry Styles cardigan for her birthday. And I was like, that is delicious. That is so cute. Isn't it? That is, that is cute. I love that. I just don't, I just wouldn't, it's not for, I've never been a crafty, but I say that, I used to do art and design at school, and I smashed it. No, but you can appreciate, you can appreciate it, like. Yeah, I can appreciate people doing it, and I love that people are finding, like, things to do, and you know what, I'm thinking about sustainability, and reworking things, and people making their own things, and, you know, uh, making things for people, um, like my, um, I'm going off on a tangent, um, Anna and George, my cousin and his wife, uh, made us all like little gingerbread men and women and stuff for Christmas and bits on TikTok, just like a little token gift. And, so cute. and pe- people are really using like TikTok and this platform yeah. like for like so much useful stuff. Like, I mean, I completely changed the way I contour <laughs> and do my makeup <laughs> because of things I see on TikTok. Yeah, I Love mean, that. remember me? On the fashionemics in the early post, going no yeah, you hated it. Um, yeah, I don't. Um, I think I didn't like the everyone. Oh, if I see another, I made you look TikTok. I'm gonna throw my phone and smash it. I can't. But I know, I know. I don't like the people doing those kind of TikToks where they're like, um, sync, like lip sync into the stuff. I'm just like, no, I can't deal with it. Yeah. But all the really useful hacks and tips and tricks, I'm all about. Um, so I love stuff like this. I look, you know, I would never crochet, but I love that people are finding this, and that you know, a brand is collaborating with with you know a big person, a big icon, 
as we were saying earlier, and that uh, this platform and, and consumers are picking up on these trends. And um, yeah, I just think, yeah, a re- really cool. Just a big shout out to J.W. Anderson. So there we go. The first Fashademics instalment of 2023. That was a cracker. Oh, God. I loved it. It was. Lots of positivity. I'm so excited about this year. Yeah. I can't believe it's 2023 either. My God. I know. I'm going to spend the whole of January, like, right in 2022 and crossing it out. <laughs> yeah. I always forget in January, <laughs> but I'm writing out the date. Writing yeah. out the date. But, um, yeah, we're starting as we mean to go on. As we said right at the start, we want this podcast to smash it this year, taking you, our listeners, with us on this journey giving you loads of content we're in a rhythm now we're really excited we are um and we're going to be bringing you fashion updates every two weeks so every other friday so when you are listening to this it will be friday the 13th and it's going to bring you all the luck and all the positive vibes absolutely <laughs> so but don't get walking under any ladders. No, and always salute the magpies yeah. if you see a single one. But again, if you can shout us out, if you can share it, if you think, oh my God, I know someone that'd love this podcast, send it to them, um, screenshot it. If you're listening, if you're listening to us and you're thinking, I'm really enjoying this, let us know. I love it when someone like tags, like when they're listening to the podcast on their Spotify or whatever, or Apple Music, and you tag us and say, just, just tune in, just listening. Let us know you're listening. Let us know your opinions. You know, we're all about if you think something different to what we think or you agree with us. We love to hear it. So keep interacting us, and we will see you next time. Happy New Year. my Gucci on I can wear my Louis Vuitton even oh, though I love that song oh, I feel I made I made I hate that song <laughs> people make music oh, for TikTok no no don't they they, they do stuff to go no. viral purposely dances he's got time to do that oh, I ain't got time to dance and I ain't got time to wipe my own arse <laughs> lovely thank you for listening to this brum radio podcast don't forget to subscribe and rate us on your podcast app